everyone welcome to Moviewala podcast today we are talking about Raju Bangya gentlemen the movie released in 1992 like 30 years ago right yes oh. almost 29 years ago like we're literally giving away our age now right yeah i think we should just stop calculating the years <laughs> <laughs> i mean just because we stopped calculating it doesn't mean the maths is going to go away i mean it's not the age that affects me it's just that how much time has passed it's that feeling that's daunting but yeah all right raju bangya gentlemen so had you seen this movie like over the past 3 decades yes a lot <laughs> like of we watched it yeah so the recent rewatch of mine of this movie was i think maybe 4 years ago what was your last rewatch or did you even rewatch it i probably did rewatch it but only back when it came out and it was probably playing on cable or you know i don't think it played on tv but you know remember those cable days yeah 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 so clearly long time ago i haven't watched it again in recent history i don't recall watching it ever since i know i was surprised when you told me that when we were watching it together that you hadn't seen it in a long time so how was it i i mean i probably didn't like i remember enjoying the movie but it wasn't the best sharukh movie that i had seen right and um so i don't know there were so many always other movies that i'd reach out for if i wanted to watch sharukh or juhi and uh, the songs i probably have watched on tv but not the movie but it was great watching it again i was so like happy it was this pure innocence mm. and this untouched beauty of 90s yeah same exactly for me so for me this movie has been uh, so when i rewatch sharukh movies this this is also one of the movies that i quite frequently rewatch which are the other ones ddlj obviously actually you know what i am a big sharukh khan fan but i'm a different kind of fan i think because i haven't seen a lot of his bad movies that he did after 2002 and all that you know what i mean so i don't know and rewatch i just rewatched ddlj and this movie of his let me rethink yeah i think these are the two movies that I actually rewatch of sharukh's a lot yeah yeah i can't think of any other movie yeah these two oh my god that is surprising because i always uh, rewatch a lot of amir khan movies because i think we all know his movies stand the test of time to an extent so yeah so i am a sharukh khan fan but not in the real sense of the word <laughs> because i haven't really watched a lot of his movies actually like zero that's what like after a certain age i stopped saying i'm anybody's fan right i'm just a fan of the content that i actually like to watch and it doesn't matter who's in it and now after the whole uh, me too and uh, racism <laughs> and everything because now we have to add racism to the indian movie context as well right casteism and racism yeah it's hard to see some of these people um even though i did like that work before like i cannot for the life of me watch queen ever again like i just can't i can't watch it i, I just know. can't <laughs> i think your brain can only take so much of you know distinction between uh, the art and the artist right and when the artist just wouldn't shut up yeah like, <laughs> how do i even forget like how do i even forget that this happened but anyways back to this movie i think i I enjoyed Sharukh before his arrogant phase right like then he mm. became this I am the best I'm the best and I was like oh god it was take an it. ugly phase of his um but after that phase I have watched Chuck Day a couple of times it's like 
one of those movies uh, I recently watched maybe a couple of years ago or so like I was on the process of watching all the movies that I don't know what the process was but I watched Lagan and I watched Dil Chahta Hai I watched Chak Te I was watching these so called patriotic movies <laughs> I mean, now in hindsight, it sounds like I was watching patriotic movies, but that was not the theme of my <laughs> watch. Dil Chata is not patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be. <laughs> I think it is the good kind of patriotic. Uh, we are really going everywhere. But this movie I haven't watched, but I'm glad I did. And it had a great rewatch value. And leaving Nana Particle aside again for all the crap that he did. Everybody else, I I loved. Like, I want to start with Amrita Singh just to like hit it off the power right up because Shahrukh Juhi we'll get to right. It's Amrita that we don't get to talk about much ever since uh, when was or oh, last was that horrible horrible Marth movie that we spoke. Oh with my Aar, gosh, Amrita Bachchan with Shah, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't even remember the name of the movie, but I remember the experience. So yeah, after that we should like redeem Amrita's name with a little bit of better work, and this is definitely one of the movies that I really enjoyed watching her. Yeah. Um. So Amrita, I actually have a section for Amrita herself. You know, because I thought um I, I so I I was looking up the director. He has done done like quite like three or four movies after that. But I felt like you know whoever has written the character of Amrita had done such a great job because this is remember it's the early nineties, right when. Uh, there were just two kinds of women. One was the typical, you know, coy Indian coy woman who was the heroine and who the hero falls in love with. And then there was this other kind of woman who was strong and sexy. So strong and sexy was always associated with being a bad or a negative woman, right? But I felt like in this movie they did not try to paint her into this villainous, you know, role, which is very refreshing for that time. And that is the reason I think even now when we watch the movie, her character is amazing. Like you don't cringe at all. It's just so well written, and yeah. obviously it was written for her. She just gives out this um, vibe, right, of being this strong, sexy woman. Uh, I felt like you know it was perfectly like cast for this role. I agree. I felt she had such a great screen presence. She owned the screen, and mm. she's done that for every movie that she's been in. Like you cannot not look at her. When she's on screen, um, just I think during the pandemic last year, one of the movies I watched was Shahid, which has uh, her and Anil Kapoor. Man, she has a really teeny mini role in there, but when she's on the screen, I was just like, ah, oh, she does not get her due. And like how you said, she has that vibe. The vibe I was getting was this really boss lady, working woman, you know, really strong but still vulnerable like with whatever material she was given yeah and while she likes sharok uh the character of raju slash raj mathur she does not come across as vampish or mm. like mean like one other character i immediately came to my mind when i was watching the movie was from hamera hi pyar ki the one with um, navin um, sorry not navin navneet nish nishan plays it was such a parallel like you know daughter of the guy that they are working with has all the power and now she likes him and she made amir's life miserable in that movie whereas here she's not making sharuk's life miserable she's just there naturally she's using her privilege and influence in whatever way she can but her intent is not out of like i i wanted so i must have it i must own him kind of thing 
Yeah. And again, um, you know, we spoke about the body positivity in Lamhe. And again, with this, I felt body positivity with Amrita's character. Like she owns her body. She wears all the clothes she want to wear. And she looks stunning. Her hair is looking amazing. And all the dresses, all her office wear. She's so boss lady. Like, And she's not uh, like stepping away from her femininity as well right like even the clothes like she has these big earrings and all that and she still owns it so i thought it was like a perfect balance yeah the only point uh you know where uh, in the movie where i felt like i'm gonna take some marks off the writing and the director was when they when sharuk's asked her oh are you gonna wear this and come and you know maybe you should wear a sari i was like uh i mean and i <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm speechless. Like I, I've like nothing to add to this except that I was like, "Here we go again." What, what was that? I mean, I know they were they were going to Dhaba, but he could have they could have written it better. You know, it just didn't make any sense. And I was like, "Why would you?" Uh, I mean, he could have said that you're overdressed for a Dhaba, exactly. but not that you have to wear a sari instead of a dress. Like she could wear a crop top and a mini skirt or shorts if she wanted to. Yeah, she could have said like, oh, we're not going to like a five-star restaurant fine dining. Yeah, so. you're overdressed or something, you know. Yeah. For So I, that that sort of stood out in the movie because that movie did not have that, you know, like some movies when you get into it, you're like, oh my God, okay, this is going to be that kind of movie. I think that's the reason this stood out. We were, I, yeah, we both, yeah. both of us were like, what is going on? But other than that, yeah. But it was such a 90s and late 80s cliche, right? Where the guy is going to come and give a moral policing to the woman, whether it is the main lead or whether it's a sister, and going to comment on her clothes, going to comment on... The way she talks. The way she talks, or if she's going out clubbing, uh, if she's drinking alcohol, oh my God. Like, that's the end of you as a woman (laughs) You shall burn in Your fire. Your woman card will be taken away. <laughs> Your decent woman card will be taken away. Yes. You shall be, you shall now be. Named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cast aside from the society. And I'm glad that we've moved away from all of that. I'm glad that the actors and the, the male actors, male characters in the movie are not policing the women anymore. Mm. They're just like, all right. So from Amrita, let's go to Juhi. Because I think... I had a girl crush on Juhi re like after rewatching it. Not that I didn't know that she's stunning, but boy, you know it's the same thing. I when I was watching, it, I was like, no wonder a guy like Shahrukh Rik Raju is crazily in love with her because look at her. Seriously, in all the songs, in every frame, she is looking gorgeous, and it's not like the. I'm not gonna like, of course. The cameraman and the director, they all must have like made sure that she looks beautiful. But I feel their work must have been made really easy because she's she came across as naturally like that. And it's not that, you know, some actors look exceptionally beautiful in certain movies and then they don't look that good in the other movies. So you kind of know that special effort was done in making this person look beautiful. Um, A.K.A. Ala and Kalank. <laughs> but... In this movie, you didn't feel like, you know, there was special effort being done because every other movie, Juhi has looked exactly the same, luminous, beautiful, gorgeous. But 
just looking at her because I haven't seen her movie in the past year at least, right? I think the last movie we saw, I must have seen it with you. Whatever was the last, Chandini was it? I don't know. She had the guest appearance in it. I don't know which was the last full-fledged movie we saw. Maybe Hame Rahi Pyaar. Because I remember we were gushing over her comic timing. Yeah, so probably, yeah, so that's been a while. Like that was like when we did the comedy season. So I think I was again crushing over her. I was like, oh my God, it's just such a joy to look at her and see her act. And can I just say the pair of Shah Rukh and Juhi is greater than Shah Rukh and Kajol, in my opinion. I think Juhi had that magic because she she had chemistry with pretty much everyone, like even Amir Khan. They were... They looked like they were made for each other. See, that is why I think even we spoke about it. We were texting each other. We were like, I don't think we give her enough due as an actor. Obviously, we obviously we remember her fondly because of all the amazing movies she's done. But we never really talk about her like acting skills or anything. But every scene that she was in, right? I thought, oh my God, she was so... And she's so subtle. It's very, very subtle. She's not over the top or anything. Naturally, it's like Juhi's style of acting. Uh, if there was somebody who who can imitate, would definitely be able to imitate Juhi. But you're right. There is subtlety. There's these scenes, you know, in the temple where she's confronting Shah Rukh for, you know, uh, taking the moral low ground or she's taking the high ground. And they're not like, she's not banging the message on his head. She's not like, Raju, tumne ke. Like the old temple scenes would have been like the bells are ringing and stuff is happening. This was just simple. Like, okay. Do you know, like, even one of the scenes, right, when obviously they have broken up because, you know, now Shah Rukh has gone into the other side of uh, of his uh, greed, greed, greed and-, and power and all that. Yeah. So, but even then, I think they meet at this temple and she just tells him that, you know, this is not something that you should, you know, this is not the route you should be taking or something like that. And that scene was so subtle and so nice. And then, you know, he obviously, he, he touches her and she says... Please don't touch me. You know, that is all she says. And then she walks away. I thought that was so good. Like you said, you know, if this had been like 80s movie or something, oh my God, it would have been so dramatic. But this was just subtle and so powerful. Flo, you just took the words out of my mouth because I was literally going to just narrate that exact scene and say that 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 small moment where she says that, like he's about to hug her or hold her and she's like, no, 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 don't touch me. And it just felt like, you could relate to her emotion. She did it like in a way that, and it's it, that's it. It wasn't like prolonged forever and ever. And there was no background music and there were no temple bells ringing and none of that was happening. So yeah, man. And of course, we loved her wardrobe in this. Her wardrobe was so like girl next door, midi skirts, blouses, her ribbons in the hair. And I think uh, I mentioned this to you. Nobody wears ribbon and scarves and things in her in their hair like Juhi because Juhi is able to carry them off as if it's her style, right? It doesn't feel like she's today her look is preppy. Like usually when other people wear it, it's like okay, they're going for a preppy look. Like if Sonam was gonna wear it or somebody else was gonna wear it, it would be a look. But with Juhi, it just feels like oh, she had especially back then she had these luscious wavy hair which just went so well with these and she she would have been like early 20s or like 25 right she must have been 25 at that age so but still she had that innocence and charm i think it was just the time like people now when they're 25 
I don't think they have that innocence anymore, but you can see that, you know, Shah Rukh and Juhi, they had that innocence in their eyes. Like this movie brought back my innocence <laughs> and my innocent days, you know, like life was so, uh, so simple and, and back to her clothing, right? Like she, it looked like she lived in her clothes. Like she's from a middle class family and it showed in her dresses, right? Like she was really well dressed, but she was also repeating clothes and everything. And, and it was, it was just so nice. And also I think one of the songs, she even wears a watch, you know, like the regular watch that you wear. I was like, Oh my God, this is so like, so true to her character. <laughs> yeah, comfortable shoes, mm. comfortable clothes. And she's repeating her clothes. Like she wears the same uh, salwar kameez, uh, the polka dot outfit. Like a couple of outfits she repeats. And yeah, it was just also like relatable in a really wonderful mm. way. Yeah, absolutely. Relatable in a filmy Hindi yeah. film way. <laughs> All right, let's quickly talk about Nana, get him out of the way, and then we can just spend the rest of the time talking about Shah Rukh. Get him out of the way. Okay, so actually one of my favorite scenes has Nana in it. Oh God, can't help it. But you know the scene where, the balcony scene, uh, when they're walking together to Juhi's house and then, you know, he, he drops her there and then she goes to her house and then she comes out of the balcony. And the way Nana narrates and then, you know, the things that happen oh god i it's so so nice so unfortunately it has him but oh, i mean credit where it's due he did he really did a good job in that movie you know he is a good actor like yeah. that's that's the tragedy right like whether all of these people not all some of them are horrible actors and now they're making the world even horrible if that's a word even there with their for activism. Okay, so Nana, right? Like, I actually liked him as an actor. I actually liked most of his movies. So that's why I feel a lot worse that I can't enjoy them now as much. Like, for example, Aloknath, like, ugh. It's not like he was one of my favorite actors or anything. It just sucks that he was in a lot of good movies like Mene Pyarkia and Hamat. So you can't avoid him because, yeah. Yeah, he's just there in all of them. But it's not like you think he's an exceptionally good actor. Right. But Nana, of course, he's a good actor and he's done some great work, but it's just anyways. But I did. I actually liked him throughout the movie. One of the things I remembered about the movie was Nana because, you know, Shah Rukh had played this middle class man struggling, going to the big city. He's done this a couple of movies, like especially with Aziz Mirza. That was their thing, right? Like showing the working class in a realistic way. The I think the three of them had also started a production house. And right now, this Raju Bandia gentleman is with Red Chilies, with Shah Rukh's production. Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. It was originally Aziz Mirza, but I think he must have bought the rights from him or whenever, whatever the economics of it is. But Nana, I liked the character. I loved the small nuances. And of course, his individual dialogue delivery style which is like imitated to death but it is fun it is his own and it's kind of fun one small like moment I really liked was you know when Shah Rukh's drunk and he's come and shouting and Juhi's like trying to get rid of him and she's embarrassed and then Nana comes and takes him but he doesn't look back and say bye to Juhi, but he just waves from back like he knows that she's looking it just felt like such a friend thing to do Especially like, you know, if you have good friends, they're going to take care of the situation and they'll just be like, yeah, don't people worry. can't see me what I'm doing right now, but I'm like making wave signs. I thought that was sweet. And the whole like, of course, the, what you mentioned, the whole narration of every, he does that throughout the movie. 
several times even in the end and that's just yeah that was definitely the highlight i love the logical fighting scene especially you know he's <laughs> when he is stuck with the goons who come to hit sharok and they don't want sharok to get to the court and then nana is like you go i'll hold them and then sharok's gone and then nana is like wait a sec wait a sec why are we fighting <laughs> because clearly you don't want to kill me and there's nothing you're going to get after it if only we had nana we could have avoided world war 1 and 2 and everything <laughs> after that <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, this is the kind of logical uh, way of uh, dissolving issues is what I want in world, in the world. And I was like, I, I really like that. It was making me laugh. So, and also, I feel like Nana, uh, his character itself is he's kind of like a not an activist, obviously, but he's making money. Uh, he's kind of like a street performer using his words. Right I thought that was a very unique thing I really enjoyed it you know he's not like singing songs in the street or something which some people do which has a message and all that right but this was just it's all almost like po- poetic right so I thought you know that was a very different and interesting way of you know earning money and yeah and a good character as well I I agree yeah I thought so too All right let's talk about Sharuk Oh Sharuk <laughs> I mean I miss this Sharuk like this this specific early late 80s early 90s Sharuk like cute little innocent boy I know with his floppy hair and messy hair and oh my god he owned it he owned that look he was so unique he was so different for that time he wasn't stiff he was just so charming like that's the word I don't have any other word for Sharuk of those days and remember how we were saying that he can't do this kind of work today like it's not possible like he tries right he's done he picks the script i think the issue is not with picking the script but i think the writers and the script writers and the directors they are the ones who are failing him who are hung up on his image right or i think they get so ambitious like they feel like okay we have the gold mine now we're going to just do what works and this is our like card to fame or i don't know or they lose the plot somewhere like they lose their own uh, individuality like what that like whether it was anand el rai or whether it is uh, imtiaz ali or yeah. who else like and these are amazing directors you know they have they work with other other actors and actresses and you see how good they are but then when it comes to sharuk they are so disappointing uh, you can't sometimes like when i watch um, imtiaz ali's movie of sharuk i couldn't even sit through the entire movie and i really like both of them i like imtiaz ali and sharuk i was like what yeah you're right it's just sad that they just get do they get overwhelmed i don't know i don't know i mean then somebody needs to do some form of like case study on all of these people and i also find that their voice don't match to their previous work so you know whatever other work imtiaz has done whether it's tamasha whether it was rockstar or sochanatha whatever you know you can see this is an imtiaz work this is a world of imtiaz even when he's not a director and he's just a writer or co-writer you can still see the shades of imtiaz or you know that in some form in way he is part of this project but in when harry met sejal i was like who has made this movie this is definitely not imtiaz i couldn't believe it sam it was it was bad and the same thing i felt with anand el rai because you know his previous work is like tanuwaj manu and uh, ranchna and there he has this like certain like 
way of telling a story which is rooted in like the ground but still like the characters bounce off the script right like you they all just like whether it was dhanush or whether it is uh, this horrible woman or, or you know it's just i don't know I, i my words are not coming to me but i just felt like i know i know what you what you mean you know it's the characters come alive on the screen right every one of them you know not just the main leads but yeah but with sharuk oh gosh so i just hope and pray that i know sharuk is kind of taking a break right from acting as of now i hope he comes back and i hope he fires everyone who's giving him advice <laughs> seriously i don't know i don't know whether it is advice right i think the people who are working with him who bring him these projects because on paper these projects are great right like fam and zero and when i see even when i see the trailers i feel like they are promising there's something like out of like something no sharuk hasn't done before so i'm like okay okay good good like this is different so whoever told him to sign that movie great right mm. and if he did it himself great he read the script he felt it but then if the people who are writing it or working on it and then directing it and then editing it they lose the plot completely like we can't put the whole burden on that one person and there are other people in these in these films as well right so especially we see zero and when harry met sejal both of them also has anushka and anushka does pick good projects for her production and even the other projects that she's done but somehow even she got these two movies wrong right so i feel like for the longest time i was putting the blame on sharuk but now because sharuk has taken a break and even i have taken <laughs> a break from blaming him i have had like you know it's not fair like i can't put the whole thing on him um and why should it be on him his job is just to go and act and not go like there there are other people who want to do this like maybe amir wants to be part of every step and maybe he does enjoy it but what if he sharuk doesn't enjoy it so now he can't just do what he wants to do he has to do everything <laughs> like i feel like that's like a remedy for failure on its own so i i mean i guess what i'm saying is that everybody failed him and it's not like he failed us Hmm. I think it's equal. I think he failed us too. Oh, you're so harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm harsh because I love him. That's like such an Indian parent thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. You can't take the Indian out of. But you know. But the thing is, I feel like somewhere along the line, like you know, the phase that you were talking about of when he was very arrogant and he thought he was the best. I think somewhere, you know, in those years, I think he kind of really. thought too much of himself oh i hate to say this but i thought no, i agree he did and at that time i couldn't stand it yeah and then i think it just uh, yeah i don't know but i just hope I, but i really want to see him again on screen for sure no but i want to hear why you think it's his fault no it's not his so i'm what i'm saying is i think he's definitely you know he needs to take ownership of it like 50% of it and 50% i agree you know it's the other factors people around him and you know people who write the script for him and all that they themselves get carried away with this image that they have in their heads because it's sharukh khan right like nobody can deny it's sharukh khan you know what i mean um, but the uh, yeah so i do i i blame others as much as i blame him as well for the kind of kind of roles like some of the roles that he has done oh my gosh you know that those are the movies that i have not watched you know especially with farah khan i mean she's not my kind of but mai hona was good yeah that was good but then after that you know all those oh, yeah, movies with deepika and all that yeah 
I did watch Happy New Year. Like oh, parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. No, even so... Om Shanti Om is with Deepika. Oh yeah, even that. See, I haven't seen us. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Me neither. I yeah. Seen see that phase, entire phase. I totally missed Shah Rukh. In the sense, like you know, intentionally, I missed him. <laughs> but <laughs> you skipped Shah Rukh. I totally, I skipped him. Yeah. But I, but I love him. So I really want to see him again. You know, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. But I just hope that he comes back with a really good script. And like I don't want him to do all these moon and all that. Yeah, what is that zero thing? I mean, just do play a regular person. Now, nah? I mean, you know, that is all I want. I don't, I don't want any crap, fantasy crap. You know, just be a real person. And you know, I don't know. I think he has potential to be like he could be like a really cool dad. You know, somebody should like in Dear Zindagi, right? Yeah, his exactly. I wanted to see more of him and less of that Alu. <laughs> yeah, see those kind of characters. You know what I mean? Because. He can totally play this amazing, cool, and hot dad. <laughs> you know. Let's hope somebody comes up with a good script. Don't you miss him? I do miss him. I do miss seeing him on screen. But because I'm not gonna get to see him on big screen with the pandemic, I'm kind of okay. I don't want to watch him on like these teeny mini streaming <laughs> things. <laughs> but I do think like an alternate career for him would be like a talk show host, but like a really, really elite. high philosophical talk show host where he's not talking any controversies and there is no like he's equal part interviewing somebody and equal part imparting his wonderful wisdom yes because i think i like sharuk the person now after the arrogance has gone more than sharuk the actor You know there are movies that he performed really well like i said chakde and his initial work and you know the work before he became the i'm the best but now right now whenever i hear him talk when i see his interviews when he has something really valuable to add to the conversations whether it's about politics whether it's about religion whether it's about how there's they are a blended family you know in no way do i think he's perfect because i'm sure he's done a whole lot of crap but his perspective on life is something i enjoy hearing so i miss just listening to him i miss his interviews because he's a great interviewee oh my gosh ever since is like even didi days right <laughs> when he would constantly keep smoking so bad i think that's when i liked him like yeah. i remember i still remember when his first few movies had come out and i was like probably really really young <laughs> and the interviews were only on didi because we didn't have any other interview or maybe that lehre lehre thing was going on like you know uh, you had to buy a cassette tape of lehre to play it so i also remember i was at a friend's place in the evening and i you know how we used to go to p friend's house to play i've yeah. gone to someone's house to play and i'm not playing i'm watching the tv with her family <laughs> whatever they are watching and i clearly remember watching his interview at somebody else's house and being like and re- still remember thinking that oh my god nobody talks like this yeah, exactly he has these views and opinions and we were young right but but he stood out like he was cool <laughs> even before bollywood was supposed to be cool you know i mean he was just a rock star <laughs> literally too with smoking and all that i know smoking is a vice guys don't smoke but <laughs> so cool <laughs> i've reached a point where i'm like do what you want to do guys like just know you're going to die sooner but 
let me not hold you back and <laughs> do what you want to just don't do it around me because i can't stand the smell but otherwise all good but yeah like in this movie let's talk sharuk in raju vandia gentleman specifically <laughs> so we've all heard this story right that uh, juhi was told that the new actor is going to be cast against her and this actor is like really cute and this and that and she's like oh she had already become a big star after whatever few movies she'd done and she was told that this actor is as cute as shar uh, amir and back then you know the in cuteness factor sharuk is not like amir like he has a different <laughs> kind of cuteness yeah and apparently she was like she looked at him and she's like yeah <laughs> or something like that but eventually we know that they became friends and what not and blah blah but i loved sharuk's innocence there are scenes that i feel like especially the first one like in the right in the beginning when he just met juhi at a cafe and you know she calls him out on her his like privileged talking and you know putting other people with lower uh, income jobs he was putting them down and i was like wow she's gorgeous and she's woke and she's like calling his bullshit out and then the few very few scenes later she is limping because she is hurt and he's limping because his shoe is uh, torn and i love that scene it's so innocent and she just like calls him and says like how you know you're a loafer like why are you doing this he's like please don't call me loafer but it's done with such earnestness like i could feel like he's so hurt that she's calling him a loafer and the whole like that limping scene and the shoe repair scene oh like, shoe repair scene too right like the speaking of subtlety like even there uh, juhi i think juhi obviously you know she feels bad and she gives him the money that he doesn't have to repair the shoe uh, but obviously charuk says no you know don't take the money from her she say, he says that to the cobbler uh, but then juhi just says no no bhaiya just keep it and you know uh, repair his shoes and that's it like there's no like crazy dialogues and blah blah no she does say that i am not like Uh, doing charity you can give it back to me once you get the job and that's it and then that's it's it. done you know yeah. that's that's how real life is right that's what you would say and i like that they didn't like not address it again because one he doesn't get the job and he's like disheartened and then he's talking to god and juhi comes and he's like oh god i'll give you your money back hey don't worry and she's like i'm not here for the money i just want to know <laughs> how your interview went <laughs> so oh, yeah i don't yeah. know that I like that but yeah I felt like in the whole movie I could see Sharuk's acting like from being really good especially when he's doing dramatic scene earnest scene to being okay like you know average going along being ambitious I don't think he fitted the ambitious part because it doesn't feel like like he couldn't I didn't feel like he put his heart into the ambition part of the job and then to being really bad like poor i wouldn't say really bad poor like this is not the sharuk who could romance he was so floppy he was all over the place there's this song which is supposed to be like very maine pyar kiya where he's giving this dress to juhi and juhi supposed to wear i felt like this was really an ode to maine pyar kiya wala scene and he is so uncomfortable he can't romance <laughs> juhi for anything it's like as if he's going to touch juhi and juhi's going to like fly away <laughs> So I think ah oh, he's not yet the romantic hero yeah, that's smoldering yeah hero. smoldering yeah. and then to the really poor acting was when he's trying to be an action hero i'm like oh he really can't like he can't do action i know he said it in his interviews that he really likes it and he wants to do it and i was like we all want to do things that we are not good at <laughs> so 
let's stick in your lane like you know I, it was a good movie but not the best performance of sharak i think it's a really good movie but uh, again it falls into the 80s 90s trap right like the last one hour of the movie has to have like certain uh, things you know like goal posts if if it's not there then it's not a movie so yeah so it falls into the trap so obviously you know it just goes off into something else uh, i wish i can rewrite the last one hour where it's just uh, Sharuk and Jui Raju and Reena Renu oh Renu <laughs> yeah so where Raju and Renu actually work this uh, issue out you know where he is actually obviously you know he's gone off the rails and he's gone into the other side dark side and how they work it out you know that would be that would have been really nice but obviously i guess that was the time it was made so they had to have villains and and fights and and blood and all that yeah and of course like the whole like we mentioned this so many times in our movies but there was this token christian and then a token muslim guy and then a token everybody but honestly i love seeing all of this yeah i don't mind token give it to me <laughs> give it to me <laughs> considering where we are now and i can you imagine that we've been saying this ever since our podcast started like 3 years ago that give it to us give it to us and yeah. it's only getting worse and worse and worse and soon we'll be like remember that once upon a time we were a secular country we had different religions guys <laughs> i know remember that like we could all actually say what we wanted to say and not be put in jail yeah did you know <laughs> we could do that once upon a time india was a democracy and a secular country now and we had four pillars of government right we had them now we don't yeah. <laughs> but because we love movies and we love happy endings we are hoping that we will have our happy ending our india yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right i think we've spoken everything that is to be spoken about this country i mean the country no the country <laughs> as well as the movie <laughs> we turn into a political podcast no i think we've spoken about the movie that uh, you know all the we've hit all the points i think um so one one more thing that i found that was hilarious was like watching it now sharuk he's from this little town right so he's praying to god oh there. i saw he's from dehradun Oh, there, there. Okay, there, Adun. Yeah. So he's there, and he's praying to God, and he wants to make it big in Bombay because Bombay is like New York City, right? Uh, so, and then he says, you know, I, I all I want is just to be an engineer and go and build bridges and all that, right? So I was just thinking that now we have engineers everywhere, like in India, like you know. You either hit a dog, you throw a stone. There's a joke, right? You either hit a dog or an engineer. <laughs> But back then he was saying it, and ironically, guys, he actually wanted to be an engineer. That is all he wanted in life. Oh, that reminds me that one scene. Remember when uh, they are building this new complex in Delhi, and they uh, Amrita Singh's character is giving away all of these, you know, frills that that society is going to have, which is like a swimming pool and a tennis court and a spa and a this and that and then sharuk's like you're so off the mark over here because this is not what middle class people want middle class people want like basics necessities and the water like school, electricity school and all of this yeah. and i was like okay in a one way we've come so far like you know that our basic necessities are not just what middle class wants but in some ways we've come so far like we've far as in far away from reality and necessities that like middle class is not middle class anymore like the middle class is actually what upper class was shown in the movies yes yeah 
which is sad right because middle class ha- had they supposed to have these set of values right like we value education more we value like healthcare more and things like that right but now now india we value swimming pools more <laughs> i i can't decide what which part of it is right or wrong i mean i of course mm, i, I believe that everybody should have everything right and if they have the means to buy it then why not but i think the issue is that the fundamental principles are gone like people are now like kill each other for having a designer bag or whatever like it's more about we've lost that keeping essence. up with the joneses than than actually being i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> i don't know whether <laughs> i hope people get what we're trying to say so yeah the movie talks about class class and caste and that's where you know you see the class system at work right like Sharukh is just an engineer and there are these big you know big obviously CEOs and you know rich people who have the company and he obviously does something well in a project and then this big guy just tells the other big guy that oh he's a he literally says he's a little man <laughs> he's like a you know small man so he'll just be happy with the party so ingrained in our society and even amrita singh's father uh played by navin nishtal he is like you know when they're throwing a party he like tells Amrita is like, oh, can you just look out for what he wears because his clothes are like really bad, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. Like, oh my god, like he dresses fine. I don't see any problem with the way he dresses. And then once she's dressed him up, next thing we see is wearing tux to go for like business meetings. <laughs> and I was like, why is he wearing this tuxedo to go sign papers? Yeah, that's that was funny. Yeah, overall, it's a good movie. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I would really, uh, if somebody hasn't watched it and they're looking for an easy breezy '90s feel movie, or if they want to relive good days when things were simpler and Sharukh was cute and innocent, and Juhi would light up the screen, then they should definitely watch this. I movie. know, and the songs are amazing. Yes, some of them I had forgotten. One song I didn't even remember, like the one where you you had spoken about, right? Uh, like the O2 Maine Pyar Kiya. Yeah, where, yeah. the sexy song i was like oh where did this come from <laughs> i know and there was one other song which i didn't remember but the laveria song and uh, the romantic song between shahrukh and juhi where they're twinning yeah where they're twinning it's so cute so cute yeah. all Simpler right times yeah i think we just live in nostalgia yeah i think nostalgia adds value to the movies right good movies definitely i it definitely adds value to our podcast our podcast wouldn't exist if we didn't live in nostalgia <laughs> so like you know how so, so many times you ask me like do you want to talk about this new movie that has come out on netflix or whatever re- recent whatever we watched and i'm like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> like i have absolutely no interest in talking about it i don't know whether it is like those movies don't make that much of an impact on me i have no idea what it is mm. or that i am so like tired of listening about them on 100 million youtube channels and every other person going on about it on twitter i'm like i have nothing to say because my brain is already filled with other people's opinion i haven't had a chance to make my own opinion because i'm like and i don't want to like uh, recycle what i'm listening but these are movies that we really really spend time with on our own we didn't have any like material or any interviews to read or whatever and the whatever interviews we did read they were like after the fact 
or even reviews, right? Like there were no big reviews and we were not old enough to like read reviews and understand it, whatever, right? So I think whatever opinions that we have of these movies that we always talk about in this podcast, I think it's our, like we are not influenced by anything else, right? It's just purely our experiences and our opinion. So I think that's why we, we enjoy, enjoy talking yeah, about Yeah, this. because yeah. I want to talk about things that came out of my own head and not like what I heard other people say and let me recycle because, and yeah, say Yeah, we again. didn't let anything else influence our... There was nothing to get influenced with. Exactly, like, that's there was what I mean. Yeah, so it was pure. It was just our like basic opinion of the movie that we watched and i remember even with the interview when the reviews started coming like when we started having like page three and page six and delhi times and all that i never read them i would just see what the star rating was okay (laughs) (laughs) okay it's got three star and then naturally over time when you would realize that your rating is not matching the newspaper it is like oh they don't know anything they don't like me too i'll always be like oh they have no taste <laughs> what do they know if our podcast wasn't called movie wala podcast it would be called me too podcast but not the <laughs> me too <laughs> same to same maybe we can name it same to same, same, to same. yeah we are our own favorites we are jab we met what's right. the name <laughs> geet <laughs> yeah but times too <laughs> okay on that note on that note thank you for listening and if you want to get in touch with us or share your thoughts about this movie you can find us on twitter at moviewalapod or instagram at moviewalapodcast or you can write to us at moviewalapodcast at gmail.com thank you for listening bye bye